You are now listening to The Living Numbers and Tony Rambles. Tony Rambles. Tony Rambles. 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 And The Living Numbers Podcast. It really feel longer, honestly. Is it is your uh is your ultimate goal to just stay uh, you know as a teacher or you want to do higher ed or what? Principal, assistant principal? Definitely not principal. No. No, I'm not hanging out. No. <laughs> principal is really just putting out fires all the time. They put out fires, bro. That's it. That's like, you I'm paying like, big dollars for. That's not what I out. that's not what I came here for at all. Yeah. It's really not. I came here to I don't know, the teaching part is my favorite part of what I do. Mm-hmm. So You probably stick, you stick with that vein and stick with it. Yeah, to take that out, I'm like, why am I here if I'm right. not teaching? It makes complete sense, man. All right, I think we good. Man, uh, what made you start your podcast? Like, what was your, what was your thought process behind it? Uh, so I feel like my gift is my voice. Okay. So, when I go, all right, I sing at church. Mm-hmm. That's what I do. Um, I'm a teacher. It's who I am. Yeah. Everywhere I go, I'm a teacher. So, the next easy progression was just, all right, let's do a podcast. Let's see how that go. Because I like to tell stories. I like to talk to people. I like to connect. Yeah. So, all right, let's try the podcast out. I have been wanting to do something. I didn't know what it was going to be. Yeah. Because, you know, I like sports. So, initially, it was like, maybe I could do a sport. No. I know I can do a sports podcast. But I have so many interests in other stuff. So, I didn't want to just be stuck, like, just talking about sports all the time. Right. So, that's when I was like, all right. Uh, I wanted to do a podcast with my wife about marriage. Mm-hmm. But she like, I don't really want to do a podcast. She's not a talker. Yeah. Right. So, I was like, all right. I guess it's just me. Mm-hmm. Which that could, that was a hump for me to get over. Like I didn't want to do it by myself. It's hard to step out there on faith sometimes, bro. Yeah, it's, it's, I'm, I'm still constantly dealing with it. You know, trials and tribulations, man. All right, we ready? Rocking and rolling. We rolling, baby. That's it. All right, here we go. Ready to punch in? Okay, man. It's ready as I can be, man. <laughs> as ready as I can be. I got a little intro for you and everything. Okay. You can't see. Oh, like you, you got the intro. Yeah, yeah. Okay, 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 okay. okay. Man, I shouldn't say, man, because I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not good. I'm not good with those. This is <laughs> the Living Numbers Podcast, and I am your host, Tony Ramos, and I got a very special. Special guest here for y'all today. First and foremost, before we get into the intro, before we get into the numbers, y'all know what time it is. Like, subscribe, download, share, uh, YouTube, Apple, Spotify, everywhere. Check it out. Of course, you can uh, email the show, onetonyrambles at gmail.com. Follow me on IG at underscore Tony Rambles, underscore. And uh, like, you know, comment. All of that. Let me know what you think. Here we go. 
This is my favorite part okay. of every episode. Okay. All right, here we go. Hailing from the ATX. Okay, that's Austin, Texas. Yes, it is. Former University of Houston football team walk-on. Yes. Lead instigator for room 916. I don't know about that. <laughs> that might be me. <laughs> Feature in Voyage Houston. Creative Canvas and the 11 powercom Yeah. Creator of Shop Never Closed. Yeah. Check the merch. Yeah. yeah. Graphic designer and illustrator. My homie, Chris Robinson. Man, I appreciate that intro, bro. You I like that? How you got that? That's some. You did your homework. Homework, baby. I'm an investigator. Yeah, it's like Nardwar. Is it Nardwar? Yeah, I think so. That's dope, man. I appreciate that intro. Yeah, bro. yeah. I told you it's my, it's my favorite part because I get to really. Pump up the person that's coming on yeah. because I have each person on for a reason. Yeah, I forgot like, some of that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 916. I, I was um I actually have your number saved in my phone. Yeah, yeah. And next to it is Chris 916. The room. Yeah, is that, yeah, yeah. Yep. That's crazy. So I never remember that. I'm not gonna lie to you. That's crazy. See, I try to pull some stuff that people be like, oh yeah. So we met. <laughs> college at University of Houston. Right. Uh, I was older than everybody else. Yes, sir. Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. And uh, I distinctly remember me being the person that had to buy all of the uh, beverages for us over the weekends. That's, that's, a, that's, <laughs> that's probably a strong possibility. <laughs> it's probably a very strong possibility. That was fun. Like, what Okay, we're just we're just gonna start in college. Yeah, yeah just reminisce yeah, yeah, yeah. a little bit. So, like, what do you remember like most fondly of those days? Um, I think there's just the the idea of having some of the the friendships and, and like kinships I still have, right? Yep. Um, you know, Justin, you, uh, Phil, Dre, Prince, uh, just you know everybody that was on that floor and and what they're doing right now, just watching everybody kind of flourish Man. and become their own men. It's crazy. Uh, it's just been a, it's been a pleasure to see, man. It's been dope to see like Justin, like in DC doing this thing, right, right, right. And then to see Drake, I, I, he does graphic design too as well, right? Yeah, he's a creative director. Yeah. Haven't y'all done stuff together? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, uh, Drake was my boss for almost the last five years. I know that's not crazy <laughs> to say, but we were working together, and he was the, he is the creative director. Um, Justin is back down here in Texas now. Oh, for real? Yeah, he's in Dallas doing his thing. Man. Um, so, you know, winning cases, man, doing, doing, being, that, being great. And Prince, is he still acting? Yeah, man, Prince out here doing his thing. That's acting. crazy. Uh, like I said, man, everybody just flourishing, man. That's seventh floor. And, of course, you were from the ninth floor. Mm -hmm. I mean, we... And I, I would guess, like, if we all were to just, like, get together, even now, like, it would just be all love. Like, it would be awesome. Of course, man. Yeah, I we gotta so. try to kind of set that up. Yeah, I mean, if, if try. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, trying to, it, it never hurts, you know. People are just. I guess the cool thing about social media is that it, yeah. it, it does allow you to stay kind of connected. Yes. Because right? a lot of us, when we go off, graduate, or do whatever we do, that's when the kind of the fall off starts. Right? Of course. But, yeah, man. Everybody doing well, you know. Yeah. Healthy. Uh, starting families, doing their own things. Right. Uh, Justin is married too, huh? Yeah, Justin married. Yeah. What about Dre? Uh, Dre just I got, think he got engaged. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought I saw something. Yeah. And um, 
That's our number. Our first number is 916. That was Chris's room at the Towers. Right, right, right. We all used to hang out and just kick it. Uh, David, I had saw him not not too, too long ago. Really? Uh, Maybe I'm getting mixed up. I know um, I saw him at some kind of party or something. Okay. Uh, That's the last time I saw him. And then I think he went overseas, back overseas. Him and his wife. Okay. Uh, that was he was like a, he was our moral compass like that dude was like right, right. he was kind of our, our leader he was the one that's like right. y'all don't get in too much trouble right. <laughs> him and Valentine man they were great RAs yeah yeah the RAs and so I ended up leaving and I told you I'll tell you this story so mm-hmm. uh, that first year or that first semester I was there was the spring semester right and so that went off uh, I can't say without a hitch because like I owe money. Yeah. I didn't get my uh my FAFSA done because uh of like my parents' tax return. Mm-hmm. So like I couldn't get any money. So my dad ended up like paying, like helping me pay for the first that first spring semester. And so yeah. the fall semester came around, it was kinda like, well like you still don't have a FAFSA, so you're not getting any financial aid. Yeah, same problem. Same like I'm saying, the same problem persisted from Yes. It never went away. Never went away. Just prolonged the inevitable. Right. So I ended up like, I mean, you you're not getting financial aid. You know, I had my money to give away. Yeah, that's so, the sad part, man. Like, I was sad, that that was the, the the one of the eerie things that I learned about college, man. Like, you could be a great student, um, but this is still a business. Yep. And uh, if you ain't paying, they don't care about your sad paying. story. Yeah, no, nah, like it's not my fault. Like, yeah, it's nobody's whatever in their opinion. So I ended up gone after that fall semester to one to ten, and I would just say like so much happened. Like my wife, I met her at U of H, Mm -hmm. and I originally wanted to walk on the football team with you. Mm -hmm. We were supposed to do it together, Mm -hmm. and then um, oh, here's another sad story. Uh, So I went to three different high schools, and so they want transcripts from all of them. And so uh, the the high school I went to in Michigan, I'm like, how do I get a transcript from this school? Right, right, right. I didn't connect like, oh, let me just call my mom. Maybe she can help me. Or I called and it was like, well, we don't have them. Like you, it was, it's been so long since you've been here. Yeah, we don't, yeah. I'm like, oh, well, I guess I'm not playing football. I just gave up. Yeah, man. I think, and I think for, you know, just kind of piggybacking off of that, like, like you said, you know, the give up part is where... Uh, the dreams die. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And that's like even the premise of like my brand, like shopping over clothes. It's not a, it's not a physical thing, bro. Right. Like I don't, I don't look at it as like you need to work yourself to death physically. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying. Having ten or twelve jobs, it's like up here. That's it. That's your shop. You know what I'm saying. Everybody has one. You the owner of your own shop. Whether yeah. you work a nine to five or whatever, you punch your clock in it. You know what I'm saying? You got your own shop within you, man. Long as yeah. that don't close, you got the chance. You so you were asking me, like, how to start doing the podcast. And yeah. I was just thinking, like, I'm always, like, tinkering. Like, okay, I had this creative side. But you don't, if you're working at the bank, like, ain't no creative side today. Right. You just talk, you know, you open up accounts or whatever. There's no outlet. So this was kind of that thing for me. Like, okay, how can I, like. Explore, and yeah. How can I explore and express? Like that's why the guitars are up here too. Mm-hmm. Like, cause I I play. Like I I'm a, I'm a keep saying that I'm a guitar player. 
yeah. And, you know, until I... You until, are, bro. You are. I, yeah. I'm a guitar player. There you go. I'm a guitar player. There you go. No self-sabotage. Yeah. So, I'm always tinkering. Like, my setup is different from, like, just last week or mm-hmm. two weeks ago because I'm like, okay, like, what can I do different? What can I do better? Like, what are some things, like, with Shop Never Closed like, that you could say from the beginning that you had started until to now that you have, like, just kind of... And they kind of changed it. Yeah. yeah. Um... The main thing was uh, finding my voice uh, as far as being a, a creative. Mm. And uh, I was shying away from the inevitable. Like I, every, you know, I've always been a, like an artist slash creator. I went to school for that, for graphic design. So yeah. it was always in me. And it was something that I was going to do. Um, but I was conforming a lot. Like, like, like how? How? In what way? Um, I was just kind of dimming the light on the idea of pushing forth... Uh, black identity as a creative and, and trying to be like I want the big gigs, I want to work with the big brands, so I need right. to have it look a certain way, etc. And man, it was the complete opposite, you know. Like the big brands actually started coming when I started expressing and exploring um who I was and what I was, yeah. you know. So that black culture side. Black culture, yeah. And it was always there, it was always something I wanted to present, but I was like, man, I need to I thought I had to do go about it a certain way, you know what I'm saying? And, yeah. um, I know that veered off, but back to how the the brand is and started. Uh, pre no, it was right when COVID started. Mm-hmm. Um, I just kind of started throwing it out there. Yeah, like, I was saying it. So out never out, yeah, I was saying it. It's real it, easy. It's real. Yeah, too. it just went, and then I started putting it on everything that I did. Like I was like, man, this is gonna be my, this is gonna be my tagline. This is my just do it. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Shop never closed. Shop never closed. So, um, I started putting it on everything, and then that organic feeling. You know what I'm saying? I don't mm-hmm. know if you've been in a situation or like, I don't know how to describe it, but like people were responding back to it without me asking. And um, I'd post something, and then somebody would like it and be like, shop never closed, right? Clothes. And I'm like, you get it. So if they're getting it, that means I'm doing something right. Yeah. And even, like, speaking with you just now, I hadn't coached you up on it or anything, but you had already decided that it wasn't a physical thought process. You knew what I meant by that. And so, again, yep. I'm having these conversations with people that don't know each other that say the same thing, which means the brand is working, it's working. the way that it's supposed to. Man, that's so good. So, okay, one of my questions that this is me tinkering. I'm like, okay, what's gonna be something that I always like ask every guest? Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. I, I've I've been just like, all right, ah, okay. So this is like one of the I I came up with two. Okay, because I feel like these are two things that anybody can answer, no matter what walk of life, no matter how old you are, yeah, no matter what you've ever done. Mm-hmm. These are two things that you can more than likely answer okay so um one of them is where would you spread your ashes no i'm just playing that's not a that's not a question i was thinking that's i i have that in there this is part of my tinkering right here Uh Uh but uh one of the questions is uh if you weren't doing graphic design what would you be doing if i wasn't doing graphic design what would i be doing yep Um. Well, I was I was doing the sports thing, living that that lifestyle. A lot of people ask me, "Did you want? Did you? Was your ultimate goal to go to the NFL?" 
that wasn't my ultimate goal, man. What I had prayed for and asked God for was to allow me to have my school paid for. Yeah. And to play the Division One schools, and I got to do that. Um, so, the sports thing would have been phenomenal if it happened, but it wasn't right. like a, it wasn't the end all be all for me. Yeah. But believe it or not, man, um, I always wanted to be a firefighter. A firefighter. Yeah. That awesome. sounds like one of the most dangerous jobs you can yeah, do. Yes. I know. I know. Demeanor wise, I'm not very raw raw type of person, but yeah. I just thought I. I can do the firefighter. You know what I'm saying? Well, actually, I would flip it the other way because if you're going into a house that's burning down, you can't have somebody that's like, yeah, let's go do it. You got to have somebody that's like, okay, okay, this is the the layout. I got my axe right here. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to go this way. I'm going to listen. And then I'm going to go up the stairs. If I can, if not, I'm going to go around. Save a couple people. Exactly. You got to just, okay, you got to be methodical step by step. You can't be doing all this extra stuff. Yeah, bro. So that was, that's, one of the jobs that I did, firefighter, man. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Have you have you ever like even still like looked into it? Yep, sure did. I did it over. I did it over the uh, pandemic, man. I looked at it. I was like, man, how much this right. class is gonna be, man? What you see, think? Uh, what what I could do, man? Maybe I just keep it in my back pocket. But um, I went kind of all in. Yeah. On, on on the illustration side, even um, I've started to veer away. From completely calling myself just a graphic designer. Yeah. Um, just because they do, the titles are different. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So. Illustrator sounds like it kind of encompasses everything. Um, It's even more of a, a niche, you know what I'm saying, pathway in my opinion. Um, Like illustrators, that's the actual physical artwork that you see on brands and different mm-hmm, things mm-hmm. like that. Uh, the designer themselves usually take the work of the illustrator and put it together. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? So, um, you're like, no, nah, I can do this from the ground up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, like, I like the hands-on part of it where I can, like you said, do it from the ground up. I like that. Um, I don't know. I was in them. We were talking. That creative side, man, is just something that if, you a cre- if you're a creator, like, that's something that's going to always, like, pull at you. Yeah. And so, like, to not do that... You would have been doing yourself a disservice, yeah. and I mean everybody else that's connected to the brand, because I was just I'm scrolling and every time something of yours pop up, I'm like, oh yeah, double tap that. That's good. Yeah, that's good. That's good. I'm like, dang, this is good stuff. This is a this person's shop never closed. This person's always thinking, tinkering. Like, what can I make? Like, how does that process work for you? Like, when you get an idea to Posting it, which is like the end result. Yeah, man, it's it's funny you say that because I, I have a madman approach to it. Mm-hmm. And, um, I think as I, I I get into like reading on a lot of people about you know that are success stories yeah. and different things like that, and I'm starting to get into a lot more of that literature side of just like looking at the people that I look up to. Um, and one thing that is consistent is that when it hits you, it's hard for you to turn it off, right? So like. I don't sleep much, bro. Like, a lot of people get on me in my circle about that, but I can't help it because yeah. if it's stuck in my head, gotta I gotta get it out. Yeah. Because if not, it's, I'm not gonna sleep no way. You know what I mean? So, um, I kind of have this madman approach and I try to turn it off, but it's difficult, man. Like, even on my on my way over here to meet you, you know, at, yeah. the, at the studio, it's just like, I was looking at stuff and like, man, I can make that, I can design that, but I'm looking at yeah. stuff all the time, taking it apart and rearranging it. So the method to my madness is uh, being cognizant of the fact that 
I will isolate myself at times mm. to make this thing come to life. Because yeah. as a creative, that's really what we do. We taking ideas that people can't see and giving them real world breathing yeah. living like you can touch this this is valuable you can see this and feel this yeah. you know what i'm saying so and they go dang like i didn't even know that you could make that out of this yeah or you could think that yeah from my idea you know so i i don't have a i don't have a, i'm not very strict as far as like how i approach a mm. process but i do approach a process from a standpoint of get it out of my head Put it on some type of substrate paper, my iPad or something. Right. And then I start doing, like I said, the madman thing. I start picking it apart, rearranging it, setting stuff up. This don't look right here. This look right there. Yeah. Color theory. This. How does this make you feel? I go through all of these different processes while, while I'm thinking about it. You know, and um, put forth something that I feel like my client, myself, or my audience is going to appreciate. And yeah. So that's one of my. I guess my pillars, like when I'm editing my 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 episodes, yeah. I'm like, okay, is this good? Right. Would I listen to this? Right. That's yeah. the hardest thing. The hardest thing to do, bro, is is to be a creative and sit there with your own stuff because you made it, you know. Yeah. And so, like, uh, my last big project, but well, besides the Adobe, but like my own personal one was like the Twenty Eight Days of Black I did for Black History. And that was hot. The first day, bro, like the very first one, I was nervous. Yeah. Why was I nervous? Because I don't. I'm a human, you know. What I'm yeah. We get. We. It's like once I send this, it's out yeah. there. When, when they flock, <laughs> when they flock, and then um, the next day I did it again, and the first day it went well, the second day yeah. went well, and the third day the numbers dwindled, and then I was like, what do you do? Do you keep going? Right. Or do you say, ah, people ain't feeling no more? Mm-hmm. I kept going. I, I was like, I'm gonna do this 28 days. Y'all just yeah. gonna have to be. This is right. just gonna be a part of my journal. Yeah, hit or miss. It is what it is. We're gonna go. Yeah, bro. It was the best feeling for me to let go of the idea of questioning whether the people that like coming to my page or, or being a part of that experience were gonna like it or not because they like me. Bro, you know what I mean. I'm gonna let you know. Like I was looking for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> like when it was gonna be the next one. It got to the point to where like I was too deep. Like once I had got to day ten, people was like, "Hey, I'm ready for tomorrow." And I was like, "Tomorrow not here yet." So yeah, I, bro, like I was like, "Dang, I'm gonna literally have to do 28 of these." You know what I mean? Like, How long did it take you to make one? Oh, um, it's crazy you said that. So Dre. Um, was uh, kicking with me this weekend. Pull up, Dre. Shout out to Dre Green. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out to Dre Green. And he was kicking with me this weekend, and he he asked the exact same thing. Yeah. Y'all, believe it or not, those are um, every morning I wake up at 4.30. And those are my morning sketches. So I do a 30-minute sketch just to warm up. Every day? Every day. I do a 30-minute sketch. Then I go to the gym. Then I come back, and I get started. And that's just my my routine. Okay. Um, and so for February, I said I'm doing somebody black every day for thirty minutes. Like the, my thirty minute sketches, whoever they gonna be, they don't even have to correlate, you know? Right. Mean? Just a black person. Yeah. And so I would do my my sketch, and then uh, go do my work, mm-hmm. come back from work, come home from work, or whatever I was project I was working on that day, and then um, I gave myself uh, an hour and a half. Yeah. To 
do the illustration and color it out to finish it. Yeah, because it's a good practice too. You know, it keeps me sharp. And if you look at it from where I started to where I ended, you can see how detailed it started to get towards yeah. the end. And like, um, so step by step by step. Step by step, yeah, man. It was a good practice. So like two hours in like work time. Two hours said, work 30 time. 30-minute yeah. sketch and then an hour and a half to finish it. Yeah, I say it. I, I take about two hours a day to, to work on each one. Because I'm like, here we go. Where is that? Ah, oh, there we go. Yeah, Double yeah, tap. Yeah. Double tap. And so, I mean, I'm not one of those people that's like on social media all the time. Mm-hmm. But that was one of those things. I'm just like, okay, what Chris going to pull out the head today? That was my other point too, bro, because I know people aren't on social media every day. I know yeah. that. And I know they're not on there all times of the day. So, if I was consistent, I could at least give somebody one. Yeah. Day. It was weird too. Not weird, but I mean, it did what it's supposed to do on social media. It built my following up. Yeah, it popped off. Yeah, it started. It started going up. So, um, that's not what that was there for. That was because, to be honest, uh, you know about I talk, you ever heard the highs and lows of being a creator, right? Yeah. Like when you up there, you making money. You got the the projects rolling in. It feels it's good. good. And you go into one of them valleys, and you're like, man. Bro, y'all don't mess with them all? Y'all don't mess with me? I'm man. not good for it? Yeah, man. So I tell <laughs> people, man, when you're in that valley, that's when you can do your best work because it's just yeah. you. You don't have to conform to what nobody's saying, no briefs or nothing. That's on you. So You just make what you make. Man, that, that month had got slow for me. I said, man, I'm going to go to work. I'm going to start working yeah. on my merch. I'm going to start working on these posters. I'm going to have to have our, our homie Chris do the merch. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. I got to have a... I gotta have I gotta a Tony Rambles hat. Yeah, bro. No, so, we're gonna, we gonna make something happen for sure. We're gonna connect. Okay, so this. So you talked about the firefighter thing. I was talking mm-hmm. to this uh, police officer. Mm-hmm. I don't know why they both just kind of go hand in hand. Um, but this, what we're talking about, kind of spoke to some, a story that he told me. Mm-hmm. And so there was a threat at a school. Okay. And. He was telling me how they had to get five subpoenas in 24 hours because they had to figure out like whose device it was, where they come from. So you got to get a subpoena from like T-Mobile and then you got to get a subpoena to go to the people's house and to search the phone, like all of that stuff. It's connected, right, right, right. Everything is connected. And so he was like, you know, there's so much happening behind the scenes that people don't know about. Absolutely. And so parents can get upset like, why didn't they tell us this or why didn't we know earlier or uh, why did y'all do this and it wasn't really like that big of a deal or how come y'all didn't make it a bigger deal mm-hmm. it's like bro like we had to get five subpoenas in one day do you know like in real that time. is not exactly like in real time do y'all know like how much work we are doing behind the scenes to right. make sure like all the kids are safe and at this thing because a lot of times they end up being nothing but the one time that is something like it's huge. That's exactly it's major. Exactly. For so sure. it reminds me of a job that I had before. Oh, and our number is five. It reminds me of a job that I had before, and that my dad talks about, uh, where we work in safety and construction. Mm-hmm. And so most of the time, you remember that? Most of the time, your job is very easy. It's a lot of walking around, talking to people, make sure they're not working unsafe. But if something happens or somebody get hurt, you know, or somebody fall, like. That one case. Here we go. Like yeah. you, it's your you time. For it. It's right. time to shine. And uh, my my friend Enrique, who 
who was on here a couple of episodes ago. He mm-hmm. is an air traffic controller. Okay. Yeah. And well, he was, and he was just like most of the time, very easy. He said I could teach a monkey how to do this in fifteen minutes. Mm-hmm. But he said the one time when things don't go correctly, like, that's what you're there for. for here for we sure. go. Yeah. Like lights on. Yeah. And he said like either if if there's a day where I don't have to see uh, a fire truck, an ambulance. I think he said like a hearse or something. Y'all go back and check out that episode. Uh, he was like, that's a good day. Yeah. Because if any that's of those crazy. are showing up, that's crazy. It's a problem. Yeah. It's a big problem. Somebody's life is on the line. That's an issue. Yeah. So, and uh, that's so much work that's being done behind the scenes. Like we was, I was fiddling with this stuff. You know, people won't see that in the episode. Right. But, but the setup to even make this happen. Just to make it happen. It's a process. Exactly. Yeah. They don't see the lights. They don't see the camera. I mean, even let alone just like actually getting your guest here. Yes. Because it's like, man, I got time right here, right here, but I can't do this, this, and this. So, like, if y'all see where I don't have a guest on here, (laughs) more than likely, it's scheduled. It was scheduled. Uh, Just like last week, I shared on episode 37. Mm -hmm. 37 in numbers, actually closer to 40, I think. Uh, I had two guests that I that I kicked in with, two teachers, and we have been trying to plan this episode for like months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. months. I'm already knowing. No audio. Hour and a half worth of content. I messed something up. Something happened. Whatever the case may be. No, no audio. I mean, the shot was outside. You would have loved it as a creator. Yeah. I mean, the background was perfect. I mean, it was on point. you had to it, set up. The day was perfect. It wasn't too cold, wasn't too hot. Now it was some dogs and stuff outside, but you know you could you could deal with that for a good episode. No, no sound. So I'm like, dang! I wanted to get on and do like a, I wanted to do an episode just where I just I'm upset and I'm telling everybody about it. I probably should have did it, Mm -hmm. but it ended up just being an episode where you go well, like everything's not gonna go your way. It doesn't, bro. Everything does not go our way. This is about. Well, what's next? Yeah. I, I turn the microphone on. I turn the computer on. I turn the camera back on. I do yeah. whatever. You know, that's it. And then I tell you know those two teachers, I need y'all again. Maybe not right now because it's gonna it's gonna take us some time to get y'all together. But yeah, bro, I, I deal with that all the time. Like, literally, <laughs> literally being a graphic designer, most anybody out there that's a graphic designer, photographer, videographer. Yeah. Shout out to the creators, the yeah. people making stuff. Yeah. We need y'all. Yeah. They know that, you know, even though you chose this type of work, line yeah, of work, yeah. we wake up every day. Think about, think, just hear me out on this part. Like you said about the bank tellers and mm-hmm. the, like that's a site, that's a very specific type of job, right? The principle of what I do is based on someone else's opinion always. Mm. It's never, there's no, there's no A to Z of it. Like there's no like, right. hey, this is a flyer. Right. I cashed a check. It's $500. I give you 500 back. That's it. That's the end. No. No. Tony want his flyer green. Bridget want her flyer orange. I gave her a green flyer because I know Tony like green flyers. That's an issue for her. Yeah. So literally every day you wake up and you literally have to deal with some form of scrutiny. Right? Dang. That's tough. Or, or some form of, of Judgment over over something that you made for this individual in right. hopes that they like it. 
You put your hard work and effort into it. Yeah, man. So and you, you thought know. you did it to the specifications oh, that they asked yeah, for. You sat there and talked to them. You, you, you did all of the, 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 the pre-client work that you were supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, it wasn't their vision. Because a lot of times when you're pulling visions out of people, yeah. you're pulling it from a place where it doesn't physically exist. And a lot of people don't know how to articulate exactly what I want. But when I see it, I know. I know it. You know what I mean? That's funny that you say that because all I do is work with people, helping people to speak, Mm -hmm. to articulate. And so I'm always telling them, like, it's in the details. Like, Mm -hmm. a lot of times we just leave out the details as if they don't matter. I'm like, no, the details, that's where people get to, like, really see Get to really, really start to write things down, and I can, I can draw that up. I can see it. But yeah. It's all in the details. So I was um, actually got my first, I guess, speaking engagement. Okay. Yeah, I was a oh, guest man. speaker for uh, National Honor Society at our school. Okay. And it's not the same as just doing something because it was no. It was, I didn't have to do this. Yeah, they, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they said we need a yeah. guest speaker. And you were Mr. Yeah. Franklin. Yeah. Can you do it? And so I had to like write up a a speech and everything right and so i found myself kind of like in the kids seat now Mm -hmm. because i have them do all these speeches all the time in class in front of everybody okay here's what you're gonna do is it gonna be good i said if it's not gonna be good you need to go practice again right you need to go change something and now you're in the hot seat i'm in the hot seat but i'm good though you know i was good with it i'm like let me show you how it's done right and so I got it like the day before. So I'm like, okay. I mean, I could, I can do this. Mm-hmm. So it took me, we had softball practice. And after softball practice, I'm just like, like you said, I'm like kind of putting ideas down. Like I have stuff in my head that I'm putting down before, beforehand, before I actually write the speech. So I'm yeah. like, what about this? What about this? I can say this. Will people connect to this? Will people like this? How can I paint the picture? Because everything was built around scholarship, leadership, service, and it was one more. Mm. So I'm like, okay, these are my four words. These are my pillars. So I just talked about like serving in different areas, serving as a teacher. And it was kind of a shout out to like the students that I do it for. Shout out to the kids that are in my class. Because there are some things that if you haven't taken my class before, like you won't even know. Yeah. So like at the end, I always tell my kids at the end of your speech, you have to say thank you for listening. That's how people know you're done. Mm-hmm. And it's not awkward. So at the end of my speech, what did I do? Thank you for listening. Yeah, so they're like little nuggets for everybody. And so even for teachers, I talked about how, you know, I do it for the for the math teachers. They gotta make make sense of, you know, how letters fit in in math. Like right. You know, we like what exactly? Still, uh, you know, for the English teachers, they got to stay up in grade papers, Mm -hmm. you know, and you know, so on and so forth. So, I was able to connect with my audience just by by putting the words together, you you know. So, like, you are creative with the you know, with the pen. I'm like, all right, if I got to get something that I have to say or that people have to listen to, I'm like, all right, let's put these words here, let's change that around, let's swap this out here. Well, this will sound better at the end. Let me kick that down here. Something works, some works, some don't. And it's about knowing your audience, bro. That that's too. The, that's the main thing. That's 100%. Key. 
you know, that's so key, knowing your audience, you hit yeah. right on the head, you know, so. And I even appealed to my, my the adults in the room. Yeah. Because at one point I was like, well, my service doesn't stop here at school. Like, my service is in my community where, and what did I say? Uh, I don't roll stop signs and I keep my grass cut or something like that. <laughs> because anybody that lives in the community that owns a house, they're like, bro. These things you got to abide by. Why your grass not cut? Like, right. you make it. So, yeah, appealing to your audience is something that you always have to do. And even with a podcast, I'm like in that same that same seat. Like, do people like it? Do people not like it? Mm-hmm. Am I putting out stuff that's good? Should I just do sports? Because I know I can do sports. Right. And then, you know, the numbers kind of are dictators for if it's going well or not. But you don't know what the future is going to be for even like exactly. this setting. You know, like, we, we might do something. We might not with numbers. But then... It might be a point in time where something happens in the world and we're talking about something that's important and it coincides with what's going on. Do you listen to, because a lot of people are like, oh, yeah, you know, they kind of shout out the haters and all that kind of stuff. Do you ever get, like, any of that kind of kind of blowback? Like with my work and stuff? Yeah. Uh, No, not that I know of, man. Not that I know. I think it like like now um, that I was blessed with the opportunity to be on the world stage mm-hmm. with Adobe, um, I kind of get some of the weirder responses. Like what? Like in my DMs, like um, love your like people. People give me pointers on how to make my work better. Oh, um, okay. And like the armchair coaches. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's cool, man. I take it all in stride because I know that you know. Uh, this point in time last year you know it was just my handful of friends knew who I was yeah wasn't nobody even checking for your dirty stuff right so it's uh I take it in stride I don't take it offense to you know I don't take offense to it right but um I had some I had somebody comment on one of my videos my last episode it was so weird too because I don't I mean I don't know the person yeah they don't have like a a actual Uh, picture it's like a you know, know when you go on, like I don't know if I should talk back to this avatar thing. Exactly. Like, you know when you go, <laughs> you still play. Do you still play games? Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. yeah. So you know how like you could choose like your avatar. Like, it could be like a little army man or a little car or something. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So this one said like uh, something like if you don't put out another video, it's gonna be the dead numbers podcast, not the living numbers podcast. Yeah. That's. I thought I thought it was kind of clever, yeah, kind of funny. <laughs> I had this. I think like the only time that it was openly like that. I've never, like I said, just experienced it on on my page because I think most people that are following me, they rock with you. They, yeah, like it's it's a grassroots audience. Like I haven't uh-huh. bought anything, uh, um, but the one time that um, I did get like some blowback mm-hmm. was even before the whole branded thing. I had did like this uh, set of posters with black uh, quarterbacks. Yeah, I remember like, that. Yeah, Sean like, Watson was one of them. Yeah, I did like Deshaun and Mahomes, and I did yeah. everybody. And like, I just remember like one dude hot. went in there, and like, oh, his comments still there. He was like, um, oh, he said something real weird about me doing just black quarterbacks. I thought it was strange. Yeah, yeah. And I was just like, I think my response was, "Well, you gonna buy the poster or not?" <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I don't That's even know if that comment still there, but like stuff like that, man. I think to. Uh, being able to 
start to grow my audience at this age yeah. is allow me to be able to uh, not be so confrontational and in my feelings. You know what I mean? You're more comfortable in your skin. Yeah, man. Like, like if, if you would have... The younger version of me probably would have been in my feelings for sure. Yeah, I would have had something to say. Uh, but it's a lot, lot more comfort. Yeah. I mean, I would say the same thing. Um, I mean, as you get older, hopefully, you just feel more comfortable with who you are. So, like, what people say don't really just, you're like, all right, you know. Whatever. And then, too, bro, you know, what's, what's wild is that uh, we as human beings don't like feeling bad about ourselves, right? That's mm -hmm. a natural uh, yeah. thing to do. So, even in that statement or even in the question, I'm pinpointing out the one person yeah. out of thousands of people that have shown me love is ridiculous to me. Right. Like, I mean, people, like, every day are encouraging me. And there's one person or these two people, or even if it gets to, I don't care, 10, 20. Right. That are saying that they hate me. It's not even close to the number of people, people that support me. Yeah. yeah, man. It's not even close. But those things, they stick out in our mind. They stick out. Because mm -hmm. a lot, like, like what you said earlier, is like, wait a second. Like, you know how much time and energy, like, that I spent on this? And uh, all of these people say it's cool. Mm -hmm. But then we got this one person that's like, oh, no, you know, that's terrible. Like, you should never draw anything or you should never put anything out like that. Yeah. It's like, yeah. And then you shift your energy. You know what I mean? And once you should careful. Once you shift your energy, it might be hard to get it back. Um, You still hoop? No, man. I, don't, I mean, not like that. I just like to work out now. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Stay in shape. You look good, Run around. Try I, I remember we used to go to the gym. Yeah, man. You know what I'm saying? Good times. Good competitive times, right? Yeah. <laughs> I was, um, and I couldn't even. With the left hand, man. I was doing y'all bad with the left <laughs> hand. Was I any good? Be honest. Yeah, no, nah, you were good, man. You was good. I know, I know, like, you were much more of a hooper than I ever was, you know. That wasn't my initial sport. I just, I played everything in high school. And so, um, you hear that, kids? Play everything. Yeah, like, just, like, yeah. I, I had, I had fun. Like, I worked the whole job and still was playing all the sports. I played baseball too. I did it all. So I'm a softball coach now. Yeah. And our number here is gonna be, I don't know what time is it. It's three forty-two. Okay. That's gonna be our number because I didn't come up with one, but I was having this thought right because I had a uh, an evaluation with our bas with my basketball coach, my head coach. Shout out to Coach Lee. And um, she said, okay, like, the evaluation went well. And she was like, just one thing that we got to kind of tweak is um, when you come in the gym, like, you, you can't pick up a ball. Like, you a coach now. Mm -hmm. So I was like, dang, you sure right. I had thought about that, but I didn't know she was going to say something about it. Uh, because, you know, you just, you know, my natural thing to do is to pick the ball up, you know, get a feel for it. But she's like, you know, go talk to a player or whatever. And I was just like, man. Yeah, you got to separate yourself. You have to. And I, that's hard for me, especially right now, because I feel like I'm in good shape. Like, I'm right. still fast. I can still jump. Like, I'm still. Hey, man. I I don't. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I tried to get on some, on the court with some guys that was 20. And I said, oh, that's, that's different. Yeah. Y'all yeah, are going to recover a lot different than I will. <laughs> so. I still feel like. I can get out there with whoever. Yeah, That's why it's so hard for me. Yeah. No, I feel that I don't have any. I don't have any of the like the 
I enjoy watching the kids now. Like, yeah, my high school. Shout out to LBJ, Austin, Texas, East Side, North East Side at that. Pull up. Um, they went to um, state this past year. Oh, for real? Yeah, they did great, man. Like, I was, I was so proud of all them kids. And what's even wilder is like one of my teammates um, and homies. He's um, the assistant coach now up there. Man, that's cool. And so it's just like that 360 thing where you get to watch people grow and mature and yeah. become uh, their best version of themselves. Uh, so, yeah, man, like I, I enjoy watching like the younger versions of us flourish now. Like I got friends with kids that are going into high school and stuff and Dang. watching them. Like, it's crazy, man. Watching them starting to do things. Um, it's just cool. It's just cool. To, I'm enjoying that part now. When did you uh, get to the point, I guess physically, where you was like, "Nah, like I don't, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to do something else." <laughs> physically, um, yeah. Well, cause I you were like thirty. Yeah, thirty-one, thirty-one. Um, I think physically, I was like, "I'm gonna do, I'm, I'm just focus on it, being healthy versus being competitive." When? That's a tough question, Tony, man. That's a good question. The win. The win. Was it like a time where you went and hooped with some people? Or was it a time where you was like out playing flag football or something? Like, Yeah, yeah. No, definitely. Like, uh, I was. I remember that now. I do remember that. I was out playing flag football. All right. Uh, I just had to guess. It was. It could have been flag football. Yeah. Uh, we was doing some flag football and had a catch. Good, you know. Had a little touchdown and everything, but it was I was winded afterwards. I said, "Yeah, that's it. <laughs> we can hang this up, man. We don't have to do this no more." Oh man, because there's no way I could get hit by somebody right now. Nah. There's no way I could tackle. There's no way. I'm not tackling anybody. There's no way. That's not happening. It's crazy that that even was a part of it. I started to think about that. I used to run into a human being every day. It's crazy. Full speed. Um, felt good about it too. Felt, yeah, felt great. About it. <laughs> laying no people way. out. Like I could even. Even like working out, mm -hmm. I enjoy working out, um, but I be tired sometimes. I'm like, dog, I feel that, you know what I mean? So, uh, I've had to tweak my diet over the years. Oh, yeah. Um, Definitely, like, so, I feel like I was, I want to say like my peak physical self, mm -hmm. I want to say like 29. Okay. I'm 32. Yeah. I'll be 33 in uh, May. Okay. So at like 29, I felt like, because I was working out, like I was hooping, and I just felt like, you know, like. You was up there. Anybody, yeah. could, anybody could come out here and we good. I'm good. Yeah. But um, just like kind of 30, 31. Mm -hmm. At one point, I had a sprained ankle. It put me down for like two months. Yeah. It was bad. I'm like, dang, okay. That recovery wasn't so quick, huh? It wasn't so quick. It wasn't no tighten the strings, go back out there, we good. Like, yeah. it was, I couldn't push off that joint. Yeah, man, I really started monitoring just, like, my intake. Um, I'm just a clean eater. I'm not I'm not a vegan, but I enjoy vegan food a lot. Yeah. So I, I do, like, the super clean stuff. I try to encourage people around me to do it. Yep. Um, we came, when we came back from China, that's when we started to flip our diet a little bit more. That yeah. was in 2017 when we came back. Uh, so, like, kind of from there, a lot of like what you just said, it's like, all right, what can I cut out or at least limit? Mm -hmm. And so instead of, 
he get Whataburger all the time. You know, first off, that's expensive. And number two, like, okay, if I could just do this like once every two weeks or just on the weekend have a day where, and even when you go and eat out or you eat these foods, it's not like I'm eating out all day. It's like I might go to IHOP for breakfast, me and my wife. Uh, but still the rest of the day, you're still kind of eating like your normal stuff. You just had that one, one or two meals over the weekend Yeah. where you kind of, you know, get it out your system, you know, have some ice cream. I still love ice cream. Yeah. yeah That's yeah. not going away. But every day for lunch, I eat salad. And my kids are like, every day you're going to eat a salad? I'm like, yeah. And some days I'm like, man, I don't want to eat this stupid salad. I mean, yeah, man. I like to introduce people to, like, different plant-based stuff, you yeah. know, because it's out here to try, you know. So I, it's, there's a lot of great restaurants uh, popping up that are doing the, the vegan and plant-based stuff. That's oh, really that's good. huge now. Fire. Uh, okay. Speaking of going out to eat, when you learn how to tip, you know how to tip? Yeah, I mean, that was early on for me, though, um, because... How'd that happen? Um, I, so, another crazy, crazy story for no reason. Like, oh, yeah, we like it. I, I, I randomly was, like, I was 14, and I was like, I'm finna go get a job today. Why? Because I wanted some, I wanted money. I wanted my own money. <laughs> I'm going to get a job. Yeah, I'm going to get a job. And so, um, I've been this size for a while, so I was kind of a bigger kid already. And like, that's what eighth grade, I think, me 14, 16. You have a beard already, too? No, I had a beard yet. Oh, okay. No, I was not like that. Um, but I went up to Domino's and I was like, hey, man, I want to work here. Mm-hmm. And he was like, okay, cool. He went to give me an application. He thought about it. He said, how old are you? And I was like, 15. He was like, that's not old. No, you got to be 16. I was like, uh huh, okay. I'll be 16 soon. And he was like, okay, fill it out. <laughs> so I filled it out, uh, brought it back to him. And then, you know, they, they want to check definitely lied on that application? Definitely lied on the application. <laughs> you know, they want to check your license and stuff. I was like, I don't have one of those, man. You got to just... Mom, just believe me. They got to believe me. So, um, and they did? No. They, <laughs> they did, bro. They did. They did. That's funny. But uh, he... The, the manager at the time, I hope he wouldn't get in trouble for this because I don't even know his name. I forgot the guy's name. That's okay. so bad. But um, the manager at the time was like, man, I like the fact that you do want to work so hard. Yeah. So what I'm going to do is uh, I'm going to give you this job just like part-time on the side. And then when you get old enough, we'll bring you in for real, for real. And I was like, uh, their kid worker that was uh, selling, you remember back in the day when like, they would sell pieces on the side of the road? And you were like, Y'all ain't never seen you, never seen that? It that must be some Austin stuff. Yeah, it might just be a Texas thing. But if you was in Austin, you you know. Selling pizzas yeah. on the side of the road. Like, we had a little tent, man, and, like, we would, like, it was like a marketing thing, too. Like, we got $5 cheeses right now. But if you go inside, you know what I'm saying, I got more in there. And so it was like a, a grab to get people to come in and buy. Um, it wasn't like about a slice, though, right? No, no, no. It was a box. Like, you get a box. It was small. You know the smalls, but... Yeah, like a little hot yeah, ready kind of deal. What, man? I set my little tip jar out there. And, <laughs> and, I've uh, never seen this before. Yeah, bro. And the way that I was moving, like, people would just randomly come through and appreciate, like, the customer service I was giving. That's why I learned customer service. Yes. So important. And your attitude is going to be the main thing that gets you where you want to be in life. There you go. Uh, so, uh, that was like my first, you know, piece of tipping. 
And then mm-hmm. me personally giving back when I got older, um, I realized that a tip would go a long way, you know. Um, oh, my in the back end. So, like, if I'm at a bar or something, I tip my bartender off top. Like, yeah. I literally Like, yeah, let's get your engine running. Yeah, bro, here you go. Let me get you started. Um, so when I'm back up here, I'm not going to be waiting this line. Right. You know, I'm good I mean, for it. Yeah, I'm, you've seen it already. You know. And then, um, two, I know how hard it is in that industry, man. Like, oh, yeah. You know, you make little to nothing. And um, you 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 sat here and you serviced me and my family. You either had a good I'm attitude or you didn't. Yeah. And you had a good attitude or you didn't. Um, so let me compensate you appropriately. I uh, I brought that up. Because for two reasons, and our number is zero. Because I saw some, I went out with. How can I say this without getting nobody in trouble? <laughs> so I went out with some people, kids, mm-hmm. and uh, as we're leaving, I'm looking at the tickets, zeros, zeros, zeros. I'm like, bro, like yeah, because I've been a waiter before. Right, right. So I remember the country club. We used to drop you off at the country club. Yes, man, sweet yes, man, yes. We used to drop yes. you off at the golf course, man. Right, that was in the cop car. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, my boy Phil. Shout, hey, shout, hey, Phil, <laughs> bro. We got to get you on. We need to hear some of them uh, Karen Crow stories. Yeah, man. So, uh, so I, I basically just kind of walked up, walked up to the wait, the waiter, and I was like, you know, you know, appreciate it. Thank you. You know, I took care of you. Yeah. You know, I know we had a bunch of kids here, so, but that was also a thing that signified, like, wealth. Like, if somebody can tip mm-hmm. and tip well. You think so? Or, like, that's how you feel? That's how I feel. Like, yeah. when my Uncle Tony, who I had on, uh, would come down, and sometimes he would just be like, he would take care of the bill. Mm-hmm. You know, one of those things, like, all right, hey, you don't even know it till, till the end. And it's like, oh, yeah, you know, everything's taken care of, that kind of deal. Yeah. And so, and Uncle Tony's always been kind of looked at like a big shot, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a money move for sure. I, I do agree. And, like, my dad, when he started making money, now part of it is because he's been a waiter at a bunch of different restaurants. Like, he's done that service industry kind of deal. So, he pretty much always going to make sure people take taken care of whenever he go out. Uh, but, you know, as you start to make a little bit more money, you feel a little bit more comfortable giving a little bit more to that waiter or even like a stylist, people who cut your hair, because I know you got a tip there too. Yeah. And, you know, some people, you know, drop that drop that 50 on you, you know, keep the change, you know, we good. So like, what are some things that kind of signify wealth to you, like growing up that you saw? Growing up versus now, like you mean as a, as a, a younger, younger uh, version? Both, either one. Because uh, they, they varied and they changed once oh, I moved out here. 100%. You know what I'm saying? Like, and as you just get older. As you get older, like, and, and you start to experience life. But uh, growing up as a... A kid, um, you know, on the side of town that I grew up on in Austin. Yeah. You know, just seeing, like, some of the neighborhood guys and how they moved and the cars that they were able to have. Oh, yeah. I knew the cars was going to come up. And... Uh, the fashion, you know, those were those were things that were highlighted. Um, and then, you know, like what, 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 like what's our, what's some specific um, vehicles or some 
things that people wore. Well, I mean, like, you know, you it, it was more or less, you know, you see the old school car that was decked out, it was painted, and then uh, to have speakers in there was a real yeah. thing back then. Banging the trunk. Yeah, man, and then you had the rims. You know, the rims almost was more than the car, to be honest with you. Yep. Um, and so that was just like, that was a wealth symbol to me. Yeah. Like, growing up, like, dang, he got money. You know, Good. he ain't got money. Or anybody to pull up in my neighborhood at the time and, and something foreign, like a Beamer or something was crap. Just, yeah. That was outlandish, like being up like Mercedes yeah, or something like, like that. Like a car was a symbolism of, of wealth. Um, when really, you're talking about cars, Escalades. Yeah, man, those are all liabilities, which is which is crazy though. Yeah. You know what I mean? They literally depreciate as soon as you get get one. Yeah. Um, but like that, it's it's crazy that you grew up with the opportunity of seeing somebody like to to do that, the tipping thing, because. The only time that I seen that was like when my coaches would take us out as a team. You know what I'm saying? That's tough. And like when my mom would take us out, you know, I, I would watch her do that, but I thought she did because she appreciated the staff. Right. She was just being a nice lady. Right, 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 right. And um yeah, the the symbolisms of wealth kind of shifted as I got into school and started to see other things and it was like, wait, I think um the idea of owning something is really like where you start to yeah get financially free and, and then having having you know amazing friends like I had that actually got to experience world a little bit differently than me because mm -hmm. um, they had a little bit more than I had at the right. time or whatever the case may be allowed me to learn from them and uh, just kind of you know soak it all in man yeah that was um man I, I just knew at that time I had to take care of that way mm -hmm. I'm like bro like and then when when we got to where we were going, like I just talked to the kids and, and just like you know, yeah, I mean, I don't, know, I don't know. Yeah, one time, one time, it was one specific time. I've I've always tipped well, but there's one specific time that I'll never forget. Um, I took my mom and my whole family out to eat, and this okay. was like my first opportunity that I had a little something on me, like yeah. money wise, monetary. And uh, we didn't go; it wasn't no steakhouse, nothing. Um, right. It was just it was the the fact that I could at this point. Mm -hmm. And uh, our waiter was so excellent, bro, that I was like, hey man, here's the, here's the bill money and then here's your tip. And the tip was the same as the bill. And I just remember how elated he was. You yeah. Know what I mean? um, but that kid was phenomenal and he deserved it in my opinion. This is, like for me, like you, there's a baseline of money that I want to give, especially like when you see that check, you're like, all right, I already, no, already kind of know. Yeah, you kind of have an idea. My number is going to be here. Right. Yeah. And as a waiter, to all my waiters and bartenders and people out there, like you can't completely ignore a table mm -hmm. because they look a certain way or whatever your feeling might be and like expect to like make some money off of them. Mm -hmm. Because I've had that happen before too. Like, you're like, you just gonna completely ignore us or what? Yeah, man. I, <laughs> yeah, I had those running. Uh oh, uh oh. Go ahead. Tell nah, us one of those Chris stories. Nah, man. I just, I, I mean, I'm the type of person where I'm, I'm very much, um, I'm very much gonna say how I feel. Yeah, I man. You know that. And it's not, it's not, it's. I'm not very. Again, I'm not loud, but I'm gonna tell you how I feel about you. Yeah. And you know, I was with with the guys one day, and I didn't like the way the way it was treating us. So I told him to come over if he didn't mind. I was like, hey man, I don't really like the way you're serving us right now. We're gonna go ahead and get somebody else. 
if you don't mind. And he kind of took offense to that. But, I mean, I wanted to be served the way I wanted to be served right. that day. My money good, too. Yeah, so, you know, got the manager over there and tell him, hey, I want somebody else. And yeah. So, that's what happened. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's crazy just, you know, going out and just to see how people it might, might think. But you're like, hold, like, hold on, wait a second. Like, I waited tables for years. Like, trust me, I, I totally understand mm-hmm. like, where you're coming from. But it, it shouldn't really have anything to do with it should who those people are. Yeah, like, who they are. You just serve everybody. This is your job. Mm-hmm. Okay, do it to the best of your ability. Really? And then it, hopefully the outcome will be income. You know? Exactly. And if you don't like it, then you need to get another job. Get something else. Gotta get something Time else. to pull up, you know, go, go back to school. Yeah, man. You know, all of that stuff kind of brings us full circle. So, my boy Chris, we on for like, what, about an hour now, huh? We, we did it, huh? We got some time in, man. Yeah, I'm, we I'm, did. I'm, we I'm, did. I'm glad. I'm glad, man. Talk to me. What, what, what we got left, man? One, what are you reading? And two, what got you back into reading? Um, For me, man, it's a mix of like three. I got like three legs. That, like, I'm doing self self care and self-growth books mm-hmm. um so uh uh thinking grow rich i don't know if you heard of that before um it's, it's, it's an amazing book that just talks about the power of the mind and yeah how your thought process attracts the things that you want and this right. site specifically is talking about the monetary things it's not like the secret you remember that when uh, that came out the secret it was like a, a dvd it was like the law of attraction, basically. Like, yeah. if you think about the law, it. That's what it is, is bro. It's, like, like, it's literally that. And, and I remember Uncle Walt was talking about that. I'm like, man, get this out of here, man. Man, no, it's, it's real, though. <laughs> it was it's, funny. It's, it's crazy how that, that stuff is real. So I'm doing that. Um, I love reading, uh, like, biographicals on people that, that are mm-hmm. cool. So um, The Art of Science and Respect by Jay Prince is one of my favorites out right now. Hurricane okay. by uh, Rick Ross. Like, I like... Hearing about those men do those business, yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying. Um, and then I have a bunch of like design lettering books that I can go through for days. But um, yeah, a lot of the books that I'm, I'm, I'm interested in are self awareness, self care, self talk books, mm-hmm. biographical books on people that I kind of you know admire as businessmen or women, and then uh, books that are going to help me further along my career as a creative. You think wanting to read more just came with maturity? Um, it, maturity and the fact that I was seeking what I didn't know. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, so, yeah, 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 it came with maturity because I was like, man, how do I invest in this? Right. Nobody's going to tell me. So, y'all mean I got to go read about it? Well, I guess I, I got to go, go read, read about it. Yeah. <laughs> That's literally what it is, bro. Yeah. For me, like, it's always, and I feel like even just looking back at it now, the books I enjoy the most uh, were fiction, fictional mm-hmm. novels. Yeah. Whether it was, like, Harry Potter or the book Holes. Great stuff. Man, I literally had this conversation with my now boss, because I work at Houston Grand Opera as a graphic designer right now. Uh-huh. Um, but we was literally talking about this two days ago. Look, Three days ago, now. yeah, yeah, we was literally talking about how books have so many more details into it than the movie can ever squeeze oh, out yeah. in an hour. 
Yeah, the themes and the tropes yeah, and the yeah, things yeah. that you can learn just from the people. Because the books always have more detail because people look at books as like long time. Mm-hmm. You know, a movie, that's two hours. I remember when movies were less than an hour and a half. Now you can't get a movie that's less than two hours. Yeah, the new Batman is almost three hours. Yeah, it's not for me. That's too long, yeah, but I'm probably going to see it anyway. Yeah. Uh, but for the most part, I, I like, and so even now, I'm always looking at like science fiction. And I, I always have to have something that's a, a, at least that has another version or a volume. Yeah. So I'm usually looking at trilogies because I need the Where next book to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I just finished a book uh, called the, the Forever Man from the Warp series. And it's three three books where this kid uh, is raised by this older guy to be an assassin, but he doesn't want to be an assassin. Mm. But he doesn't really have any family that he knows of, at least not in the first book. Uh, but the first one's called The Reluctant Assassin. Mm. So when you see, a, again, the words, I'm like, wait a second. A, a reluctant assassin, somebody's making you be it. So that caught my eye. And of course, the graphics yeah, part, right. you know, so... Right. I, you know, you read the back cover, you look at the first couple pages you like. I'm going to dive into this. Okay, I'm, I'm here for it. It just unlocks something a little bit different as opposed to watching a movie or watching even videos or anything like that. I, I totally agree. I think it, it helps you start to imagine things. Um, and that's important, right? Like if you lose your imagination, and that's not just as a creative, I think that's just yeah. in general yeah. to have an imagination uh, to kind of flourish because... That's where your next big opportunity lies within mm-hmm. your 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 ability to imagine. Yep. And so when you lose the sense of imagination, um, you lose the sense of ability to think of your next move, your next yeah. big thing, and you kind of start to dwindle and fall into yes. just a mundane everyday lifestyle. Everyday Monday through Friday type of deal. Yeah. And to bring it full circle, like that imagining part, like for my job. It's easy to kind of build out what you want to do over a school year or a mm-hmm. semester mm-hmm. and just do the same thing all the time. Mm-hmm. It's very, very easy to do that. And I'm sure you have some form of that, of kind of having a formula yeah. of how to do things and people will accept it and, and yeah. like it and it can work. But when you start to look at different ways on how to do the mundane things, that's when you start to kind of break some new ground and start to bring some new ideas forward. And people go, dang, like I didn't... I didn't even think about it that way, or I didn't even know you could do it that way, or or know yeah. it was going to work. I didn't know it, exactly. I didn't know if it was going to work, or yeah. you know what? We all should start doing stuff like this because this is much better than what we've been doing. Yeah, man, no, for sure. So, hey, everybody out there, stay creative. Absolutely. Uh, keep reading. Absolutely. Uh, if you were to give yourself advice, someone that was trying to do what you do. What would that advice be? Oh man, that's uh, that's a good one and it's an easy one because it is a part of my purpose-driven mission mm-hmm. that you know um, I feel like God gave to me, and that was the fact that um, don't think that because you don't see somebody that looks like you that you can't do it. And mm-hmm. what I mean by that is I didn't know the power that I possessed as far as being a creative as a kid because to be honest man this industry is it's expensive to upstart right if you grow up in uh, a lower income neighborhood 
your mom, your dad, they not thinking about buying you a MacBook and you know the all the subscriptions that come with it, all that camera stuff. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You know you you got the setup. You know this stuff costs, and so um, I think my purpose is to to give you know little black kids that want to be creatives and don't know what's going to be next mm -hmm. that opportunity. So. I'm starting to map that stuff out, man. You know, I'm putting it in the universe, and I, it kind of comes into play. But um, yeah, man, to 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 go forth and try, you know, just try it. Yep. You you you're gonna fail. You're gonna fail. But when you do fail, uh, guess what? If you woke up the next day, you survived your your your, your day failure. failure. Yeah. <laughs> and so you have a, a hundred percent chance of surviving your day of failure if you get to wake up the next day. Yep. Um, so true story. Whatever you want to do, I think you know, just trying it is is when things are gonna start to materialize and, and open up for you. All right, so um, I mean that's that's it. That's it, man. That's I'm it. out the hot seat. That's it. True. Not yet. You got one last thing to do. True. Plug What's your up? socials, man. Tell them about shop never closed. Oh, man. Can find stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let me get back on the mic, man. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> get in there. Uh, man, one, just I appreciate you for having me, you know, Tony, I really do, bro, and I, I I, can't wait to see, you know, what this becomes, and bro, I gotta give you your flowers right now, um, but um, my social is Chris Can Draw on IG, it's not weird, it's literally spelled how it's supposed to be, C-H-R-I-S-C-A-N-D-R-A-W, there we go, and uh, on there, you'll find like all of the links to everything that I'm doing. Done, what's finna come up, big things coming up, new projects I'm working on, super excited about. Uh, most of them, I get to be like the guy that I can't tell you because I can't. Mm -hmm. But uh, once they drop, you know, I let the rest of the family know, man. So, yeah, man. Uh, the merch is still up, you know, all the shirts. We still got those available. Go get that in the camera there. Yeah, oh, yeah. we still got the shirts available, man. Um, We'll have our first run start next week. Uh, so I'm super excited about that. Thank you, everybody, who supported me on that one um, and continue to support me. Um, and yeah, man, the shot never closed. All right. What better way to end it? Right. Uh, this is the Living Numbers Podcast. I'm your host, Tony Rambles. Hey, man. Uh, make sure you uh, like, subscribe, download YouTube, Spotify, uh, share. Uh, what is that? Uh, rate and review. Yeah, all of that stuff. Five stars. Y'all know what time it is. Uh, signing off for my boy Chris. For sure, for sure. It was awesome, man. Y'all never close. Always. Look. Ooh. Good time, man. I see. That flowed. That was good, bro. It was. It was phenomenal, man. You're going to be a legend. Uh, from the deepest, probably. No, no. <laughs> real, man. Real. <laughs>